Hey everyone, welcome again to the Immortality Podcast. I'm your host, Jake, here with Josh. Uh, today we're going to be drinking another Phoenix Oolong from uh, Guangdong uh, in southern China. I don't quite know what is a Phoenix Oolong. Oh, so, 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 so Phoenix, Phoenix just means like the mountain. Phoenix, Phoenix Mountain is like the area. These are called Dankong Oolongs, which means, I believe, directly sing, single trunk, but single grove is a little more accurate. So let's, let's just get this tea started and we'll talk about that. Oh, um, single grove. So that means grove. all from the same field or all from one area? So, yeah, more, more or less. It's tea picked from um, older bushes and trees in kind of a single area um, that were propagated by a single tea plant. So, like, they're all more or less genetically identical or genetically similar. Like, they're, they're, all, they're all clippings of, like, a, a, of the same tree, you know, in that area. That's why they're called single grove trees, like Dan Kong Oolongs. For these, the important thing is the character of the specific uh, area, the specific tea bushes in that area. Um, and there's kind of w a wild amount of difference between some of these. Um, and they all have, they definitely have their own unique qualities. So this one here, if you want to smell it, I'm already smelling like fruity chocolatey notes. This one is um, called Dawu Ye, otherwise known as Big Dark Leaf. You know, that's a really great description that Jake gave about the single grove. But I think what's really interesting about these teas and and kind of how I remember the Dan Song or the Dan Kong Oolongs is whatever you think tea is supposed to taste like, this throws a curveball at you mm -hmm. because you taste flavors that you don't even think could come out of tea that isn't like flavored with like fruit flavor or some artificial flavor. But the flavor in these Dan Kongs all come from the growing process the cultivars, and then processing all of that together. Mm -hmm. And it really refines the essences of these fruit flavors in a way that, I mean, these are mind-boggling to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these teas are famous for being especially high aroma. The aroma is, I mean, Jake, it's like lemon balm, mm -hmm. lemongrass, mm -hmm. mango. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then fruits I haven't even eaten yet. <laughs> Fruits that have yet to be discovered by man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the tie-dye lychee. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, so the Dawu Ye is, is actually a hybrid of um, Shuishan and uh, Yashishan. So uh, Shuishan means water sprite. Yashishan is, of course, duck shit aroma, as tea nerds know. The duck shit is so, no joke. It's a hybrid of those. Uh, Shuishan, de definitely one of the oldest, but maybe the oldest extant oolong varietal. Um, that exists probably originated in these mountains. Um, and then Yashishan, of course, of, of an extremely famous, highly sought after varietal. Um, so let's, let's bottoms up right now. Mm -hmm. mm. Cacao. Mango. Yeah. These teas are definitely have a little astringency. You want it, you want to use a light touch on them. Um, the astringency is, you know, very complemented, of course, by the, by the fruit and floral flavors. Yeah, and I feel like because they're so high aroma, uh -huh. they can be quick steep. Because yeah. if you're steeping them too long, you're just mm -hmm. consolidating all of that aroma, mm -hmm. which is really a volatile organic compound. Oh my God, this is just like a bath bomb in my mouth. It's, not, not, not in a bad way. <laughs> no, but it literally, you're right. Like, <laughs> like you don't expect tea to be this this aromatic, mm -hmm. this flavorful, and this complex. Yeah, and like it does tastes like a bath bomb mm -hmm. because of that thick... I mean, it's got a liquor in there. There's yeah. some 
there is some niceness in there. Ah, ooh, nice, uplifting, calming energy too. Well, and I think with these specifically, because of the high aroma, I definitely think that high aroma and those fruitier flavors, those cacao notes, mm-hmm. all help the nutrients and the vitamins pass the blood-brain barrier a lot easier sure. because of what they call, you know, the the flavor and the smell profile, which is the terpenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those all help the nutrients cross the mm-hmm. blood-brain barrier easier. So. Yeah. How many of these different Dan Dan Kongs do you have currently? Oh, I think we have four available online right now. We might have one or two um, that are not quite ready to be released yet, still kind of coming down off their roast. So this one would be the Dawu Yi? The Dawu Yi. Uh, we, we sell it as dark leaf. It means, yeah, Dawu Yi literally means big, big dark leaf. And then... The Milan Shan, is that another one? Milan Shan, honey orchid aroma, yeah. And then the Yashishan uh, duck shit aroma. And I think we have some almond blossom aroma left over from 2019 as well. And those are, those are all online. Um, and then, like I said, there's there's a few other ones. I, I can't exactly remember which ones the, that are still coming off their roast and so need more time to rest before they're ready to be released. I mean, if you like high aroma, complex flavors that drift from cacao to deep fruit notes, mm-hmm. I would seriously suggest yeah. get, getting a couple ounces of each one that they have online because, again, this this tea, it it's so surprising when you drink it. It's, it's, it's an aroma hunter's tea for sure. Like if, 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 you, if you like high aromatics in a tea, this is exactly what you want. If your girlfriend or your partner loves tea... Mm-hmm. And they haven't heard of this variety, and they mm-hmm. like loose leaf teas. Mm-hmm. I would definitely get this for them, mm-hmm. just to try because I think it's a, it's a real treat. And to be honest with you, when you taste the tea, you might not even believe that it it exists. Like it's, it's that confronting, in the sense of like, to think that a tea that is naturally processed, naturally grown, has mm-hmm. this level of flavor and aroma. The other thing I want to I want to highlight about this tea: this tea was harvested in 2020, um, so it's, you know, it's not like a, it's, it's it's not fresh off fresh off the vine like by by any means. So what what we did with these in 2020, we we did something a little we we wanted to try something a little different. Our 2020 Dan Kongs we asked to be roasted an additional time, so this one is roasted three times which is, you know, more, more than usual for one of these kinds of teas, you're not going to want to drink it right away, right after the roast process, because it's just going to, you're kind of, kind of just going to get charcoal character and that's it. But, you know, once that's mellowed, what I found is like these were a little mellower, uh, smoother, juicier. Um, also, theoretically, it's going to improve their ability to age, right? Because you're not really trying to like preserve like any like fresh flavors in them. You're trying to like develop the deeper flavors that, are, that already exist there. So these are going to be interesting to see how they develop down the line. And teas like this are also going to be somewhat hard to find. I don't, I'm, I don't know of anywhere else that um, will do three-time roasts on their Dan Kong oolongs and then, you know, do it a year or two of aging for you on the back end. To be honest with you, I think it's pretty much unheard of in the mainstream tea market. For, from what I know, yeah. This is boutique-grade but really artisanal-grade tea. Mm-hmm. This tea really in a lot of ways represents the pinnacle of humans on earth processing a plant and having a relationship with it for 
hundreds sure. and hundreds, if not thousands of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is not Nest Tea. This isn't, you can't find this at Whole Foods. Jeff Bezos has no clue how to get this on Amazon because the farmers who farm this and process it live in a different reality. Careful, so, we just got flagging and bought out now. Yeah, exactly. On this steep, yeah, it's highly floral. I don't know, it, it, lavender orchids, a good amount of fruit juice, like, I don't know, gra- grape juice. How many steeps are we on? Third or fourth? Three? Yeah. yeah, God, we're so bad at this. Yeah, check the video for the replay, but I'm pretty sure we're somewhere in <laughs> three or four. I think that was I think that was the third steep. Yeah, these usually don't don't give you like all the steeps in the world. It's not it's not a puer, but I think you're gonna get like six to eight good steeps off one of these. Yeah, and just reiterating what Jake said, these are more of the quick, flavorful, mm-hmm. aromatic drinker. You know, six to eight steeps, and probably about four to five steeps in the floral notes and the fruity notes and the aromas start to fade and yeah. it goes almost towards like a a pine or like a conifer well but uh, but unlike unlike some oolongs though i think i think this one is going to have enough body to like really carry it you know it 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 is from it is from older bushes older trees oh nice um and you know it has it has wild character it's a wild tea it's an old old tea tree oh um, so this is old tea bush yeah, it's old. It's nice. I, I, I think I'm pretty sure like anything harvested like in the true Phoenix Mountain area is at least sixty years old. Um, so I'm guessing these bushes are sixty to hundred years old. I'm noticing the more piney, conifer, resinous mm-hmm. kind yeah. of notes kind of hang out now, yeah. which is nice. I like that. I still, I still want to do a light touch. This this tea is really strong. It is very strong. Okay, I'm tea drunk. I'm gonna admit it. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Is there anything else about this tea that makes it really special for being a, a Dan Kong oolong? So, you know, the thing about Dan Kongs is you, know, you, you just want to, like, explore the varietals in the areas because that's kind of, like, the point of these kinds of teas is to, like, see the specific expression of terroir and, like, family in these uh, of these varietals. Um, and there's going to be a lot of variation, you know, just in terms of where exactly it's grown, you know, how much shade or sun it's getting like how high up the mountain it is you know how rocky the terrain is or isn't also what's important of course is the genetics of the tea varietal um this is you know a unique naturally occurring combination of two uh, different teas that was propagated because someone liked it if i was in those tea fields hundreds and hundreds of years ago Mm -hmm. i probably would have crossbred these two yeah i mean the duck shit with the shui shan the water sprite I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I guess the way to equate this to modern day is like, kind of like if you were growing apples, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had the Fuji apple strain or the pink lady strain mm-hmm. or the Granny Smith. And then you just cloned that one variety that you really mm-hmm. liked. And then you planted a whole field with it yeah. so that you kind of guaranteed that it would be the exact genetic replicant yeah well i mean yeah except this isn't from a field right it's still it's still wild growing but it's it's in like the same grove um so i i i did five an extra like five or ten seconds on that one um just because now that was like the fifth fish steeping i think i'm not really expecting to push this past eight I'm sorry, Dan Kong. I didn't mean to say you were grown in a field. You are much tastier than <laughs> any field grown tea. <laughs> right, right, exactly. It's, it's true, though. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of good field-grown teas, but there, there is definitely something special about truly wild tea. I will, I will say though that um, 
you know, in, in, in terms of like who, who this tea is aimed at in the U.S., like it's, it's an accessible tea. It's a pleasing tea because of all the floral and fruit notes. It's also a bit of a challenging tea to brew, though. I might not recommend this one to just anyone. I, I, I think you should have some experience with Gong Fucha style brewing to, to brew this. Because like I said, it, 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 this one comes out the gates pretty strong. You want to use a light steep and then you want to like really pay attention to it and temper it after that. Like, th- like th- this is a good steep. I think this was about 20 seconds we did. And even from what Jake said, 20 seconds and we're on our fifth cup almost. Yeah. Whereas those early steeps were extremely gentle. Five yeah. seconds. Yeah. Exactly what Jake said, like, yes, this is an easy-to-drink tea, but just the ability to brew it is a little more complex and a little more... Easy to drink, hard to brew. Yeah, because every time we see tea, we're used to saying, oh, yeah, that can stay in there for 30 seconds. I think oversteeping with this tea is very easy and really start with that 5 to 10 seconds, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think you're going to get more of the flavor you want. And then... That's kind of the learning curve with the Gong Fu style brewing. Mm-hmm. And then I think with temperatures too, I, you could probably really augment a lot of the flavors. I by, was, was going to say, you could you could probably do this with like 195 instead of like 200 like we're doing now. Yeah, and then even if you did go down to 195, you know, you could play with 190 and then mm-hmm. play with 190, but then increase your steeping mm-hmm. time. So maybe it's not 5 to 10 seconds. Maybe it's a 10 to 15 Maybe it's a 15 to 20, but as your temperature goes lower, you can extend your steeping time, and that lower temperature will will really preserve a lot of the aromatics mm-hmm. and a lot of the fruitier flavors, and it won't burn off kind of those volatile organic mm-hmm. compound mm-hmm. flavor components. And so we can see why this is called Big Dark Leaf, because that would be because of the big dark leaves. But yeah, it's really pretty though, right? Um, nice little olive color. Even oxidation, um, nice big plucks, good ratio of stems and buds. This is really nice. Yeah. Like, I really, mm-hmm. I love the high mountain oolongs, and I think the Dan Kongs really, to me, come in at like a really close second. But that's sure. just for my own personal tea palette. I, I really like the high aromatics and yeah. just the level of tea technology that goes into this. Oh, this is this is generations of expertise that we're, we're drinking right now. When people drink this tea, they probably also want to make sure to have some food with it or not as much. Maybe, maybe, maybe definitely probably, not as probably. much. I think, I think the roast helps with that. Um, I, think, I think the roast is going to take off a little bit of the more aggressive character. I, I was, I was going to say, though, I, I, I didn't want to point out, um, I feel like I can definitely t- still taste the charcoal and like a little mineral in this. Even in even in these later steeps, which is which is nice, it gives it kind of like a backbone. I think I was referring to that smokiness as a pininess, mm-hmm. but it was really that smokiness that comes from the charcoal. It might be the charcoal, yeah. Yeah, and then because it is a heavier roasted, mm-hmm. I think that's a really unique advantage about Trident Cafe and Teas is that they're really trying to present these teas in the most authentic way mm-hmm. that these teas are actually made. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hard, you know, because... We're trying to give people, like, real products, you know, not, like, low-quality, blended, faked Dan Kongs. Um, Well, and, like, all that other stuff isn't going to have the medicinal or the mm -hmm. energetic or even the authenticity or the flavor. Oh, that's really nice. A lot of sweetness in this one. It tastes like a weird pastry cookie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I don't... Yeah, I was going to say, like, honey or agave. Yeah, definitely honey. Mm -hmm. Honey, agave, it. 
you're right though. I mean, again, like what? there's that strong flavor note that's coming out, mm-hmm. kind of the aftertaste. It's the astringency. The, the, these teas are supposed to be a little bit astringent. It really, it really complements the uh, floral quality. Is there anything else you want to tell people about this tea? Well, I just want to reiterate that it's this is a really unique tea uh, insofar as, you know, we we asked it to be roasted in this an additional time because we rest all our teas. You know, the farmer wouldn't do that for us anyone because the tea wouldn't taste good in the first year. And it's also a little bit experimental, you know, it's it's we it's it's a little more for the American palate. You know, it just it just pushes it like a little juicier and fruitier than like grassy floral. So I think this is a really unique uh, tea, you know, it's authentic. It's from like a specific origin, you know, we have like the harvest date, the information, the location, all that. You know, it's a farm we've worked with for years and years. Um, so I think this is like, you know, worth a try for like very serious uh, Chinese tea drinkers uh, looking for something real. Can you tell us anything about the farmer that grew this tea? Uh, this farmer has uh, farms in uh, Wuyi and Dankong and, you know, we source some of the green teas from. But they're, yeah, there's they're, they're someone that, you know, consistently puts out really high quality products and works very closely with us. Where can people find this tea? You can find this tea and others like it uh, online at tridentcafe.com slash teas or in the shop on Pearl Street in Boulder, Colorado. Again, I don't know where else uh, you're going to find uh, more heavily roasted Dan Kong. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of an interesting product. And, I'm, you know, I mean, we are going to put aside some of this to age. So in five or ten years, check back in. How much of this do you have? And do you think people should wait on this? Do you think this one could be one that sells out fast? I would expect this one to be on for a few months, but you know, don't, don't sleep on any of these. These are rare. You know, it's it's from it was harvested two years ago, right? About um, so what we have is what we got, and then once this lot sells out, you're gonna have to wait till next year's, and who knows? And yeah, that that's a good point. Thank you, everyone, again uh, for joining us here at the tea table. Uh, enjoy your drinking. We hope all of your tea will be tasteful. <laughs> <laughs>